Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax on a Wednesday morning, about seven minutes before five o'clock. Good morning. Bob and Jill here at the shank of the day, baby. We got chores to do this morning, including, uh, well, later on today, the site selection committee. For Farm Technology Days 2024, we'll be out and about around the county taking a look at uh, the farms that have applied to host Farm Technology Days 2024 in Chippewa County. To uh, Hopefully they will be able to make a decision on where that host farm will be. And, of course, then it can't be announced until all the, the documents are signed and uh, everything is in order. So uh, that is a, a work in progress, as they say, for Chippewa County farm technology days also uh as we mentioned bob and jill here to do the chores we can kind of tease folks a little bit about a a dairy breakfast uh, in eau claire we know that there's a group around the county working in an on the farm dairy breakfast right an on the farm dairy breakfast all right that's pretty exciting they've got stuff lined up tents and getting ready to go all right, and it will be a Saturday type of thing. It will be a Saturday. All right, and so this is, uh, you know, above and beyond. The Eau Claire Area Chamber of Commerce is completely out of the mix as far as this is concerned. So this is being done by some folks around the county, and hopefully they can keep it going as a as a yearly thing every year, not just a one-year thing, right? I think that's pretty exciting. Get it out there and get it back on the farm and get people back out to see what the farmers do. All right. So on that uh, will be a Saturday event. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the challenge because uh, with the uh, breakfast we had previously, it was a Friday breakfast. And so you got a lot of people. Now you're competing with other counties on that particular Saturday. And, again, as soon as it gets more finalized, we'll tell you more about locations and dates and all that sort of stuff. So, that's come, but if you do want to eat this Saturday, there is a breakfast in the area. What's going on? There is head on down to Mondovi. Mondovi FFA is having their spring breakfast on Saturday from eight to eleven at the Mondovi High School. 
Go out and get some pancakes. Saturday forecast, it's going to be 80 and partly sunny, so it should be a, a good morning. What time is it? From 8 to 11. Oh, they better get started earlier than that, because a lot of farmers are going to be busy on the tractors getting going, because it looks like we've got some awfully uh, good weather coming the next four, five, six days. Maybe with some of the heat of the day, it might fire up some uh, rain and storms later in the day as we always see when we get this kind of hot weather but it's good to have the heat there's no question about it we're going to talk about that waters of the usa rule we're going to talk about and uh, lots of names in the news this morning the wisconsin agricultural youth council and uh wisconsin ag advisory council is underway and the, the chairman of that organization is from our area we'll talk about that also, you like beer? We got a story having to do with beer. That's all coming up. We got lots to talk about this morning on Wax. We'll get you updated on something we haven't been able to say much this spring. We've got a hot weather forecast. Yeah, hot. H-O-T. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's take a look at our Skywarn 13 weather forecast brought to you by Mark Ward Motors. And Mark Ward Motors would like to thank you, their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Mark Ward Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. I always love driving on the, uh, the bypass between Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls, a big electronic billboard they've got out there they always put pictures of uh, well not only their staff but uh, some of the folks that have bought new vehicles from them and uh, the big smiles on their face that they've got a new vehicle from marquart well try and find a convertible because you're going to appreciate that or a sunroof or a moonroof or something like that that you can open up today 84 and it will be cloudy today I'm not sure about the chances of any rain, but we'll find out from Mike here in a little while. So 84 and cloudy today, then partly sunny, it looks like, Thursday through Monday. 93 tomorrow, 83 on Friday, 80 on Saturday, then starting to cool off a little bit. 73 on Sunday, only 68 on Monday. It's 67 degrees right now here in the Chippewa Valley. It's Wednesday, 84 and cloudy today, 67 right now, 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. That means time for the news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Americans' trust in the U.S. Supreme Court is falling. Brian Shook has the details. The Yahoo News slash YouGov poll found that American trust has gone down almost 20% since September 2020. Then 70% of registered voters said they had some trust in the high court. However, that number is now down to 51%. The prior poll was conducted following the death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, while the latest poll was done after the leak of a SCOTUS draft, showing the high court is considering overturning. Roe v. Wade. I'm Brian Shook. Ukraine is a step closer to another $40 billion in aid after the House signed off on funding Tuesday. The bill would now head to the Senate, where it is also likely to pass. President Biden recently urged lawmakers to approve the additional money and get it to his desk. He called the money an urgent need as Ukraine tries to fight off Russia's ongoing invasion. Inflation figures for April are set to come out in the morning. Analysts 
analysts expect some slowing in the inflation rate, down to a still high 8.2%. It was 8.5% in March. President Biden calls inflation his top domestic priority. The economy has gone from being on the mend to on the move. But I know the families all across America are hurting because of inflation. The inflation report is due at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Angels rookie pitcher Reed Detmers is the first to throw a no-hitter this season. Detmers tossed the 12th no-no in Halo's history in a 12 to nothing route of the Tampa Bay Rays in Anaheim. He allowed just one walk and struck out two in just his 11th big league start. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Four minutes after five o'clock, another quick check of our weather. Not much to tell you. Looks like it's going to be good planting weather and maybe stretch some of that alfalfa out as well. Today, 84 cloudy. Uh, not sure about chances of rain. We'll find out from Mike Dandry a little bit later on. But then it looks like uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Partly sunny days. Maybe some late afternoon storms fire up after the heat of the day, but uh, hard to predict right now. Thursday, 93. Friday, 83. Saturday, 80. 73 on Sunday, and then cooling off to a high of 68 on Monday. Right now, it's 61 in Rice Lake. Medford, 59. Wausau, 67. Marshfield, at 64. La Crosse, at 67. Green Bay, at 65. Madison, Sun Prairie, warm spot, 73 this morning. Milwaukee is 69, and here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, 67 degrees. It's been one of those springs that it uh, didn't really gradually catch up on us. We didn't even put our soil thermometer in the ground this year because when it was go time, it was go time. We didn't get any early planting. No no rest for the planters out there, no, that's, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. So hopefully... Hopefully you've gone through your planter early so you know that when it was time to go, it can go. So, again, it's uh, it's up there, and it's going, and a lot of folks are out there. And, again, a reminder, be careful out there. If you are driving around, and uh, speaking of that, gas prices aren't conducive to just driving around and looking at the landscape. But I always check the crude oil price. In June, crude oil yesterday traded $3.54 lower. It's now down to under $100 a barrel. $99.55 is the price of crude oil on the June contract. So I don't expect those prices should go any higher than they are right now, maybe even come down a few cents. But again, under $100 for crude oil. Wow. Six minutes after five, we got more numbers to look at. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our early morning look at the market numbers. And we start with the cash livestock. Jill, where are they? 
Choice fed beef steers are 138 to 144 with mixed at 102 to 137. Choice fed beef heifers are 132 to 145 with mixed 94 to 131. Choice fed Holstein steers are 118 to 127 with selects at 85 to 117. Cows are 64 to 89 with bulls at 76 to 108. Butcher hogs are 69 to 92 with sows at 68 to 71. Boars are coming in at 20 to 36. New crop market lambs are $2 to 220 and feeder lambs are $2 to 330. All right, at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures yesterday. Cattle prices were down, hogs were mixed. June live cattle, one thirty two forty down a dollar fifteen. August one thirty four ten down a dollar twenty seven. October one forty one thirty seven down a dollar a quarter. And December live cattle, one forty seven fifty two down a dollar twenty seven. Feeder cattle, the May contract, one fifty eight ninety two down eighty seven. August one seventy one eighty five down two thirty seven. September feeder cattle one seventy four ninety five down two twenty seven. October one seventy seven sixty two down two oh two and November at one seventy nine thirty down one ninety two. Hog contracts were mixed May one oh one oh seven that was up twenty cents. June at one oh one fifty seven that was up twenty seven. July hogs at one oh two ninety seven down a dollar twenty two. August at one oh three thirty five down a dollar twelve, and prices were a little bit higher on the board of trade yesterday with the, the slow planting progress and uh, the weather. Pretty much the driving force. Well, we said a, a slow day yesterday on the trade. Overnight, though, most of the commodities were a little bit higher. July corn up four cents this morning at seven seventy nine. The oats down three at five ninety six. July wheat up fifteen eleven oh eight. July soybeans up three at fifteen ninety five. Soybean meal down two fifty a ton, under four hundred dollars now, sitting at three hundred ninety nine dollars a ton. Dairy markets continue to struggle. Yesterday, barrel cheese down another cent and three quarters at two thirty four. The blocks down two and three quarters at two twenty six and a quarter. Butter down a half at two sixty one. May class three down eleven at twenty four sixty six. June down twenty seven at twenty three fifty one. July down fourteen at twenty three thirty seven. August down eleven at twenty three oh one. September down four at twenty two seventy seven. And that's how the markets look this morning on Wax. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. About ten minutes after five. And temperatures right now in the 60s will get into the 80s today. Maybe those uh, solar panels will kick in some energy. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The wheels are really turning now, and we're going to talk about that with Brad Matz and lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative on the spring work, what we're seeing and uh, what we're looking at moving forward. And Brad, did you ever wonder how in the world we got all this done without cell phones right now, with all the communications we need to keep everybody in touch? I was a little bit more peaceful back then, Bob, <laughs> but uh, definitely a lot slower uh, pace than what we're, we're dealing with now. And Everything is uh, on demand, basically, in today's world, and uh, it has its advantages and disadvantages, I guess. Boy, that's for sure, and we want it right now because we are starting to roll now, you've got uh, over there where you are in, in Hickston and, of course, the Auburndale, Central Wisconsin. What kind of progress would you say you're making, the farmers are making in those areas? Auburndale and Central Wisconsin, some of that heavier ground, 
versus uh, lighter ground over in the Hickston area and places like that. But we're all going, but how far, how fast? In West Central Wisconsin here, things really happened in the last week. We've we've moved a lot of product. A lot of acres got covered. A lot got put into the ground, actually. Dug up some uh, corn and soybeans yesterday. Some soybeans that were planted for a week have got about an inch, inch and a half radical, so they'll be out of the ground before this weekend. Uh, some corn that was planted first part of, of this week, or middle of last week, excuse me, um, that's got about a half inch, three-quarter inch radical root on it, so... Um, with this temperature and the moisture that we've gotten now, um, that's going to be flying out. The central part of the state, they just really got going. Um, fertilizer being able to get out in the fields, those types of things here this week, weekend basically. So a little slower start there, but it's starting to pick up. And uh, that's a good thing. And temperatures, what, 80s today, maybe 90 tomorrow, it, it'll help. Uh, heat and a little moisture will make things grow and not just the crops what are we seeing things are starting to turn green and i would imagine we've also got to look at some uh, early weed pressures that's going to be a, a challenge bob i mean this stuff is going to come fast how fast can we get the sprayers out there's a lot of weeds coming now that are we probably didn't see just a few days ago so that may change how we're going to what we're going to use for chemical programs also this crop coming out of the ground so fast we we're looking at a total uh, pre-emergence program. We may have to do a little tweaking on some of that because I don't see some of this ground we're not going to get out there quite quick enough. Some of these fields, as you said, are really greening up. If you actually walk out in the fields, a lot of different broad leaves coming and a few grasses starting to come. So staying on top of it, getting sprayed early before, uh, you know, with these temperatures, as you mentioned, those weeds are going to come really fast. And the taller they get, the harder they're going to be to control and stuff. So a lot of, you know, our guys uh, here are out scouting fields, are ready for weeds today and uh, trying to figure out, you know, are we going to be able to go with the program we had picked? Are we going to have to do some uh, a little changing up of the program and those types of things? Can we get the sprayers out there fast enough? So a lot, lot going on right now. Brad, I read a, a survey recently. One of the concerns farmers have, of course, the cost of inputs, but also availability of uh, insecticides, herbicides, weed control products. Are they available? Are you concerned? Oh, we've got uh, we've had to do some changes. Products such as two four D is almost non-existent, which was a major burn down, especially two four D esters in the, for burn downs in some of these soybeans. So we don't have those tools. Even burn down of hay fields and those things makes it next to impossible to. Uh, we have to change up our programs on what we're using on there. Atrazine is 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 in really tight supply. We don't use nearly as much of that anymore, but we do use a very light rate uh, a lot of times because it is very practical. It's very uh, has a lot of good efficacy effects on uh, for weed control. A lot of other ones supplies are slow. I mean, it just uh, Roundup, the one we were worried about the most. The glyphosates are have loosened up and not so much worried about them. But uh, a lot of the other ones are, are challenges for sure hear stories about they can't get boxes, they can't get caps, they can't get jugs or whatever. It's not necessarily the, the product itself, it's some of the packaging. And distribution is definitely a concern. I mean, we're hearing this from our suppliers, you know, we've got this, but we just got to find a truck to get it to you. So, It's been a spring to remember, that's for sure. Brad, uh, keep up the good work over there and uh, get the crop in and the weeds out, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, have a good day. 
All right, that's Brad Matson over there. Provision Partners Cooperative. Lots of things going on, but still lots of challenges. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock at Wax. We've got some farm news. We'll get to that next here on Wax. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. A lot of land comes with a lot of work. The Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer. Part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, they feature the versatility to mow, move hay bales, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Chili Implement in Chile, west of Marshfield on 8th, then south on Y. 715-683-2444. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 17 minutes after 5, again 67 degrees right now. It'll get about 84 today, 93 tomorrow. Joe, what's going on? Governor Tony Evers and the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection have given $200,000 in grants to five meat processors around the state to help grow the industry. Three of those plants are in our area. Nordic Meats of Viroqua will get $25,000. J.M. Watkins of Plum City and Crescent Meats of Kadat will each get $50,000. Those facilities will have to match those grants for their improvement and expansion projects. And moving on, Wisconsin Agriculture Secretary Randy Romanski has named new members for the next session of the Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council. The council is made up of 15 high school seniors who will meet virtually once a month beginning in September to talk about issues and opportunities in Wisconsin agriculture. Named to the council from our area were Rachel Belke of Thorpe, Ethan Lulick of Linden Station and Jeske Thompson of Galesville. The new Agriculture Export Advisory Council held its first meeting last week in Madison. The mission of the council is to help the Department of Ag, Trade and Consumer Protection and the Wisconsin Economic Development Council to find ways to export more Wisconsin farm products. At last week's meeting, Charles Walksmith of Chippewa Valley Bean in Dunn County was elected chairman of the council with Chad Vinson from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin chosen as vice chair. The council will meet at least twice a year. And we're going to roll on down and talk about that beer. John Deere and Bush Light Beer are teaming up to help farmers. Starting next Monday, they will begin selling for the farmer beer in green John Deere-themed Bush Light cans. The beer will be sold across the Midwest from May 16th through June 3rd, with $1 from each sale donated to Farm Rescue. The companies each say they will guarantee that they will donate at least $100,000 for the effort. So if you're looking for bush light here in this part of the country, you know the traditional bush blue cans with the white snow-capped mountains that uh, looks like it's going to be green, green, green with John Deere, green and the fields of green. So again, that's uh, going on. Starting uh, next week, May 16th, and uh, we'll find out what kind of success they have. We also might sample some of it just to see how it goes, huh? You never know what can happen in the <laughs> station. That's for sure. All right, coming up, the waters of the USA rule. What's the latest on that? Our Stephanie was out in uh, Washington, D.C. last week. Talked to some folks about uh, that rule and where it is at, and we'll find out. Coming up here on Wax, again, 67 degrees, now 84 the high today. 
agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. No rule or regulation farmers have had to deal with in the past decade or two has brought them more attention than the waters of the USA rule, and it's still a contentious rule. Stephanie, you were in Washington last week. Bring us an update on what's going on with WOTUS. Yes, Bob, we'll take a look at Washington, D.C. this morning at this potential rule that could dictate who regulates the standing water on your property. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The Biden administration is currently rewriting this rule known as WOTUS or Waters of the United States. We'll hear from the Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan on how the WOTUS rewrite is coming along. But first... This WOTUS policy is a key priority for the American Farm Bureau Federation. Courtney Briggs leads government affairs with Farm Bureau. She says the regulation has been back and forth over the past few decades. She breaks down some history and the status of WOTUS so far. Yeah, there's been um, considerable confusion over the last several decades. And um, right now we are in the middle of a regulatory rulemaking uh, process. Um, the Biden administration has come in and um, offered a rulemaking to repeal the Trump administration's navigable waters protection rule and replace it with um, a very troubling rule that would greatly expand the federal government's reach over private property. Give us some history on this, on this Clean Waters of the United States. Yeah, unfortunately, Congress was very vague when they wrote the Clean Water Act and did not fully uh, define what a water of the U.S. is, and that's why um, the agencies have stepped in and crafted their own uh, definition of what a WOTUS is. And that's why we've seen the definition ping-pong back and forth across different administrations, because each administration comes in and thinks they have a new a new definition of WOTUS. Unfortunately, the people that suffer are the regulated community, because the rules keep on changing. Let's uh, talk about the Obama administration. That was when WOTUS was ruled as an overreach by the federal government. Can you tell us why that was? Yeah, yeah the Obama rule was a, a federal overreach, and there were a number of courts that agreed with us on that. But the Obama uh, rule really expanded the federal government's reach because it encompassed features like ephemeral features, such as ditches or low spots in a farm field, as jurisdictional by category. So it was a blanket jurisdiction, which was very troubling because it's outside of the reach of of the Clean Water Act. Unfortunately, the Obama rule did not respect congressional intent. It did not respect Supreme Court precedent, and um, the rule was ultimately struck down. The fear was if it rained, if you had a heavy rain on your farm and you did have a low spot that filled with water, it was then regulated as an established lake or stream, correct? Yeah, that was a a serious concern, and it's very important for farmers and ranchers and all members of the regulated community to know where the line of jurisdiction is because there are civil and criminal liabilities attached to Clean Water Act compliance. Um, So the stakes are very high, and unfortunately, um, we're moving back with the Biden administration's proposal to a very confusing um, regulatory regime. Tell me more about American Farm Bureau Federation's role in navigating that policy in the direction that's pro-agriculture. Yeah, so the American Farm Bureau Federation has been at the forefront of this issue for decades. And because it is so important 
to farmers and ranchers across this country. Our goal right now, especially in the middle of this regulatory process, is to make sure the farmer and rancher perspective is heard by, by the agencies. Um, unfortunately, we've been rather unsatisfied with the stakeholder outreach that we've received, and unfortunately that was a promise that was made very early on in Administrator Regan's tenure at EPA. So really we want to make sure that the agencies understand how this will affect the the daily, you know, operations um, of our, and especially our small businesses. You know, what's the status on that now? I mean, how far along are they in the writing process? Is there an end date? So they have not announced an end date. Um, they closed the uh, public comment period back in February, and so right now they are working on uh, reading and responding to comments. But, you know, we have the Supreme Court case that is coming in the fall um, that should shed some light on a line of jurisdiction. So, you know, we have the regulatory process happening and then also, um, you know, Supreme Court gearing up to hear this case. What do you support in a clean water policy? First and foremost, we want clarity and we want certainty. And that has been lacking from the Obama rule and from this proposed rule. The Trump administration actually was successful in providing that bright line of jurisdiction where farmers and ranchers didn't need lawyers and environmental consultants and engineers in order to navigate the permitting process. Um, any landowner could pretty much walk out onto their property and understand what was jurisdictional and what wasn't. Um, so clarity and certainty is paramount. We also want a rule that respects congressional intent and respects Supreme Court precedent. For example, one of the issues that this rule uh, we see is um, it really discredits 101B of the Clean Water Act. And 101B says that there is a role for states to play. It is a partnership between the federal government and state governments in order to protect our nation's waters. And unfortunately, under the Biden administration, we see the power of the states being usurped. So they need to respect that. Is this a red-blue argument? Uh, we, we do get Democratic support. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, the regulated community just wants a rule that is durable, um, you know, that respects all of the things that I've already talked about, congressional intent and, and Supreme Court precedent. Um, I do, but I do not see this as a, a, a red and blue issue. There are healthy debates about, you know, how much should the states be regulating and how much should the federal government be regulating. But I think that was one of the areas that Congress was pretty clear on uh, with their intent under the Clean Water Act. Courtney Briggs leads government affairs with the American Farm Bureau Federation. EPA is hosting some regional roundtables primarily in the month of June. Courtney says this is a chance for farmers and ranchers to share their perspective on WOTUS. She also told me there's been a transparency issue by the administration in who is participating in these discussions. She notes some industries have been left out. This underscores why it's important for agriculture to lend their voice. I think it's important for farmers and ranchers to continue to talk about this in the countryside and to your elected officials, um, letting them know that this is an issue, especially the ones that are working in Washington, D.C., um, and any opportunity to engage with EPA and the Corps and, and to tell the, the farmer and rancher perspective is, is paramount. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan says the agency does want to stop the ping-ponging that's been taking place over the past 12 years. He says EPA wants to provide more certainty with the rule this administration is writing. EPA is going back to the pre-2015 rule and making changes to satisfy Supreme Court rulings that the Obama-era WOTUS was overreach. So our number one goal really is to learn from the past and put forth a doable rule 
that provides some certainty to our agriculture community. The reality is that there are decisions being made today. Farmers are facing uncertainty today. We believe, based on what we've heard and the feedback that we've gotten directly from our farming and agriculture community, that we can codify a more durable rule that provides more regulatory certainty. And by the way, we're still in a listening posture. We're doing 10 regional roundtables all across the country um, that are somewhat being led by many of our ag constituents. And so we look forward to continuing to seek that feedback. And again, waters of the USA rule. Will they ever get it right? Never. Not to anybody's 100% satisfaction. Will they get a workable rule? Hopefully they'll get a workable rule because some of the proposals that we've had to deal with have not been workable. But it's an ongoing discussion in Washington, the waters of the USA. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, 67 degrees right now, 84, kind of a cloudy day today. We'll get an update on the weather later on, but uh, we're going to get an update on the markets. Rocky's going to join us over at Premier Livestock in Withy. We'll hear what he's got to say next here on Wax. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to it. Let's find out what's going on over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Rocky Olson joins us. Well, sunshine and warm temperatures finally, Rocky. What do you think? Yeah, get things growing. Uh, some guys are a little too wet yet. With yeah, they are. a pretty good amount of rain over here. But. I know. It. There's still some heavy ground over there that's got to dry out, but uh, for the most part. Cattle don't like this weather, 84 and 93, but uh, it feels good for, for humans. So yep. what's going on over there? You guys are busy, busy, busy. Uh, thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded steady this week. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 114 to 126. Select and low choice, $1.05 to $1.13. Choice beef steers and heifers sold from 125 to 139.50. Market cows steady. High yielding cows from 75 all the way up to 98, but most cows traded from 61 to 74. Market bulls high yielding from 97 to $1.14, lower yielding 96 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, higher yielding cows from 87 to $1.09, lower yielding cows 86 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves a little lower this week. Uh, most of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 75 to 185. Beef calves 100 to 375. Today, Wednesday, 9.30 a.m., we have our hay auction, 11 o'clock a.m. dairy cattle auction. We do have two complete herd dispersals of uh, Holstein tie stall cows, one herd being a longtime AI herd. Uh, we have a fancy group of top parlor freestall for fresh cows milking up to 125 pounds. We have a top group of Jersey uh, parlor freestall cows, very nice jerseys there, several groups of spring and heifers, including one group of 12 Holstein and Crossbred certified organic spring and heifers, some of them just fresh. Full details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, reminder, machinery auction coming up here June 17th. We know it's a busy time of year for you, uh, but if you are planning on bringing equipment, very important uh, that we get that equipment in for advertising. We had lots and lots of nice pieces coming in yesterday. Uh, we did start taking pictures already. We do have, uh, by the weekend, we got two full lines of equipment coming in. Um, so stop by, drive by the parking lot, check it out. And like I say, if you got equipment, definitely get that in soon. Questions, call us at Premier, uh, 715-229-2500, and that's how it's shaped up, Bob. Sounds like it's going to be a big one on the 17th of June. Yeah, yeah, not 
not near quite like the spring sale, but we'll have a very, very nice lineup. All right. I'm sure a lot of guys are using it right now. That, well, we were running into that. Absolutely, we are. So. All right. Hopefully, they'll uh, get it used up uh, so they can uh, get the corn and the beans in. Hey, Rocky, yep. have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Hey, thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, again... Farm Technology Days 2024, the site committee will be out looking at farms today for selecting a host farm for the 2024 show. But we know what's going on in 2022. We're getting ready for July, and it's going to be a good one at Farm Technology Days at Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party, and it'll happen in July. It's Farm Tech Fest, the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. It'll feature Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headliner Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And you know the good thing about that, Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 is guaranteeing perfect weather for Farm Technology Days and Farm Tech Fest in the middle of July over in Clark County. Isn't that right, Mike? Uh, you might be putting words in my mouth there, Bob. Ah, uh, that never... <laughs> That's never stopped me before. Oh, that's fair. I, I'm not. I'm just going to say I'm not going to make any guarantees for that. But uh, I will say that I will have my fingers crossed, and I'll ask Mother Nature for a favor. How does that sound? Well, that's all we can ask. That is, uh, that's all we can ask of you. But uh, today, well, I'll tell you, it's the first time we've said we got heat out there. It's hot. It is going to be hot and uh, also going to be rather humid, especially just a little further towards our south and east where dew points are already in the mid to upper 60s. Wouldn't surprise me to see some dew points in the 70s later this afternoon. But for us in Eau Claire, we're going to have uh, partly sunny conditions today, some intervals of clouds and sun, and our temperatures getting into the mid 80s. Now, later tonight, we will start to see some showers and thunderstorms developing uh, late this evening and uh, even in through the first half of the overnight. And now the bigger threat for strong to potentially severe storms hangs out to our west in parts of south-central Minnesota. But that's not to say that uh, some of that won't spill into our neck of the woods, so still want to stay sky-aware going into tonight. Otherwise, tomorrow we'll have a very, very hot and another humid day, starting off mainly cloudy but then becoming sunny with 90s possible, going to going to feel just like a scorcher out there. So crank up that AC going into tomorrow night. They'll have some chances for showers and thunderstorms yet again, and the possibility of some of those a little on the stronger side. But then going into Friday, we start to dial back the temperatures a little bit, with high temperatures getting into the low 80s. By Saturday, more chances for a few showers here and there, and giving way to more sunny conditions later on, getting into the upper 70s for our highs. Sunday is going to feel more like May with mostly sunny conditions and maybe a chance of a pop-up shower here and there. Otherwise, temperatures topping out in the low 70s and by Monday back into the mid-60s for our daytime highs. Right now in Eau Claire, though, we're looking at uh, partly to mostly cloudy conditions and a temperature of 65 degrees. And what kind of chance of rain did you say today? Just cloudy? Uh, mainly cloudy early yeah. on, but uh, may have just a chance at a pop-up shower. But then later this evening, that's when we start to see a better chance of some of those showers and storms moving in. 
All right, sir. We will take it at that. Have a good one. You too, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be here. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 against 65 right now. We'll get into the 80s today as we look at the weather on wax. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll get an update from uh, Charles Walksmith from Chippewa Valley Bean, as Jill told you, has been selected as chairman now of that new Wisconsin Agricultural Export Advisory Council. And, of course, Chippewa Valley Bean exports a lot of those kidney beans around the world. So we'll get an update on him, and they start to get a little traction on what they do. How about some weather? Well, no, we got weather. I'm way behind here. How about some news? That sounds better, doesn't it? Let's get in the newsroom. I'm so excited when I look in the window and I see Morgan every morning that I kind of lose track of where I'm at. Does that, that's happened to you your whole life, isn't Yeah, it? I think I'm going to hand you a pitchfork here and you can start <laughs> hauling, buddy, but thanks. I appreciate it. What's going on? We're going to start with headlines that keep you in the 715. Good morning. Now, here's what we're learning today. It's a group of claiming responsibility in that recent attack at Wisconsin Family Action in Madison. A journalist for an online news organization says an anonymous source sent him a statement from a group called Jane revenge. The group claims to have started the fire at Wisconsin Family Action Office over the weekend and warns of the possibility of future attacks if places that don't support abortion don't disband. The Wisconsin State Journal says it did try to independently verify the statement but was unsuccessful so so far no arrests have been made in that case. We look to the state level where the numbers are out about just who's being injured in officer-involved use-of-force cases. This was from AG Josh Call releasing those findings yesterday with 715 Newsroom coverage. John DeMaster looks closer at the report. Attorney General Josh Call released the findings from his review of cases where a suspect was killed or injured or where a police officer fired their weapon. There were 48 cases last year with 11 ending in deaths and 11 more ending with gunshot wounds. Just two people suffered broken bones. The numbers show the majority of those 48 injured suspects, 32 of them, were white. 13 of the 48 were black. The numbers also show most of the suspects were under 35 years old. Most of the officers involved in the use of force cases were also white. Most of them had fewer than 10 years of service. I'm John DeMaster. We look to Mother Nature, where the National Weather Service does confirm three tornadoes from Monday's storms. Now, all of them were pretty weak in terms of wind speeds of up to 90 miles an hour, but there were two touchdowns. Dunn County and then St. Croix County saw that third one. No reports of any injuries, though plenty of damage. You may have seen the images of that on social with trees down at Whitetail Golf Course and things like that near us. And we take it to the Garden State, where New Jersey has a bear that's been roaming Sussex County with a chicken feeder on its head. But humans were able to help this time. The 89-pound yearling is free at last after wandering around with a chicken feeder on her head for the last seven or eight months. Biologists from New Jersey Fish and Wildlife have been trying to trap her ever since folks who live near the Bear Swamp Wildlife Management Area in Frankfort Township spotted her last fall and posted photos of her plastic plight. Their efforts were 
work Sunday night, and when they arrived, they tranquilized the youngster, pulled her out of the trap, removed the cone, and placed ID tags in her ears. When the bear woke up, she was free to go, and she did. Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio, New Jersey. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. You know, people don't realize how many bears there are around the countryside. Quite a few. We've seen one not too long ago near us out in the Oh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely out there. But I can tell you what, I have trouble getting my own chicken feeder to get put back together when we do the chickens <laughs> every day. So I thought that chicken feeder would have fallen off on its own before that. Oh, and the bears will get into anything. Oh, I mean, absolutely. they were just, they're scavengers and boy, oh boy, you, like raccoons, you better, you better cover it up and tie it down or they'll get away with it. I did find one thing, though, that they will not touch my cooking. So our house is pretty safe. <laughs> well, well, that's a, well, that's. Can I borrow some then, and I yeah. can put it around my outside to drive the animals away? I'll put it in the Tupperware and bring it in for you. You'll be safe as can be. Oh, that's good. So, what are you especially bad at? <laughs> Whatever anybody wants that day, it oh, seems falls off the rails. But I don't have to be because my mom and sister are both good cooks. So, see, that's how that works. It's all balanced. Boy, that's so. You never have responsibility for Easter or Thanksgiving or birthdays, you, what do you show up with? No. I mean, everybody shows up with something. Right. What do you show up with? I say everybody does their part. I host. So I usually host, and then the food comes to be, and then I'll, I'll provide the place to sit. And, and knowing you, your and mom and sister come over and clean the house before you host. No way. Huh? I'm too busy talking to you that someone's <laughs> got to go home and keep well, the household running. You got it right there. <laughs> now right. who has the worst job? Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Anytime, Bob. All right, there goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning as we look at the news here on Wax. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristiansonSales.com. On Thursday, June 23rd at noon, Christensen Sales Corporation of Abbotsford will conduct the Katie Bryan sale on Wonder Road near Phillips. The sale includes 75 acres with 32 acres tillable, a five-bedroom, two-story home, 34 by 94-foot barn, a machine shed, also a heated and insulated shop. There will also be an open house on Saturday, June 4th at 1030. That's the Katie Bryan Land and Building Auctions, June 23rd at noon near Phillips, from Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 17 minutes away from uh, 6 o'clock. And again, we're 65 right now. We'll get into the low to mid-80s today. Cloudy, maybe a little shower later on. Better chance uh, overnight of some showers moving in. But uh, shouldn't be enough rain to really stop field work. I mean, some of those wet fields, not going to help there, but uh, a lot of folks are doing very, very well getting the crop in right now and going full speed ahead. So again, be careful if you're out there driving around, you want to take a leisurely drive in the country in this nice weather, be aware that farm equipment is on the road and uh, maybe some good news, June crude oil. I've, I've gotten to the point where I follow this as much as I follow the corn and bean prices. June crude oil down $3.54 a barrel yesterday, back under $100. And it's been a couple of weeks since it's been under $100. Not much, ninety nine fifty five, but uh, should mean gas prices shouldn't be going up, maybe coming down a few cents because we sure need some relief, that's for sure. Well, let's uh, find out about uh, more things in the world of agriculture. Jill, exports and imports, what's the latest? 
So the U.S. agriculture exports continue to grow as they are up another 10% for the first half of the current marketing year. But our agricultural imports are growing faster. For the same period, our purchases of foreign egg products are up 21%. In March, we bought almost $18 billion in foreign egg products, more than $2 billion more than we've spent in one month in the past. Our beef and veal purchases were up 33% in volume and 57% in price, with dairy up 57% in volume and 34% in price. So they are growing. We're growing our exports, but our imports seem to be growing just as fast and twice as fast almost. Yeah, and it's uh, frustrating when you think, why are we importing so much dairy up 57% in volume? Well, percentages, you got to look at the whole numbers. Percentages can be misleading. We build one car this year and we build two next year. What's the percentage increase? Right, 50%. Yeah, so you're uh, increasing an awful lot. And when you look at just at your percentages, so uh, be aware of that. All right, some calendar items, Jill, coming up. I know we've got a uh, good breakfast coming up on Saturday. Tell us about that and a few other things that are going on. Well, on Saturday, if you're in charge of breakfast, head on down to Mondovi. They're having their spring breakfast of pancakes. That is Saturday from 8 to 11 at the Mondovi High School. They're also having raffle baskets and cheese curds. Man, you can't go wrong with that. Well, I guess not. I wonder, do they have, I haven't been down to the greenhouse, down there to Mondovi. Do they still have their greenhouse? I know when Adam Whaling was the instructor down there, he built a greenhouse outside the back of the school. Is it uh, still there? Are they still using that? I know they've remodeled the school and done some things down around there. They still have the greenhouse, and I believe the breakfast, if the weather is nice, is going to be outside in the parking lot by the greenhouse. So. Okay, out in back of that school area back in there. Yep, right. out back in the parking lot is what well, they told me. Saturday, so 80 nice. and partly sunny, so it should be good weather. What else? Anything else going on? Well, the Wisconsin Beef Council is having a fun run on Saturday the 14th, at the dis- starting at the Discovery Center in Manitowoc. And if you can't make it down there to Manitowoc, there is a virtual burger and bun runs fr- run from the 15th through the 31st of May. And that's in to make to make up some money to do a fundraiser for the Beef Council. And if you haven't signed up for your CRP, the Grassland Program closes on Friday. So you need to get a hold of your USDA and your uh, CRP information out there. Yeah, get a hold of NRCS and uh, Farm Service Agency offices and... Uh, Make sure that uh, you get signed up. Find out what all these programs are because there's conservation reserve, there's CREP programs, there's all kinds of different programs to get signed up as far as conservation. But uh, this Friday the 13th is the deadline. It is the deadline for your grassland sign-up. All right. Very good. And uh, we do have markets coming up, and we'll get to those next on WAX. We're about 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 65 degrees. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 65 degrees out there. Jim Lindsay's going to tell us what happened at Equity El Tuna. 
Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty five. We had a top of a dollar thirty eight and a half. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar ten to a dollar thirty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar nineteen to a dollar thirty. We had a top of a dollar thirty three and a half. Choice Holstein steers dollar six to a dollar eighteen. Select under finish heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar five and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 75 to 87. We had a top of 94. 60% of the cows sold from 58 to 74. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 57 and down. Uh, 80% of the organic cows on Tuesday sold from 85 to a dollar five. We had a top of a dollar six and a half. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Call bulls sold from 70 to a dollar. We had a top of a dollar four and a half. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $150 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 75 to $230 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on May 6th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, dollar twenty to a dollar ninety one. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, dollar fifteen to a dollar seventy three. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar fifty three. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar fifty. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar forty seven. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar twenty three. We're now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by eleven a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, May twentieth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five. 835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party, and it'll happen in July. It's Farm Tech Fest, the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. It'll feature Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headliner Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual. Insurance. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Nine minutes now before six o'clock at Wax. We get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. And uh, Jerry, you going to Farm Technology Days this year, right uh, down the road from your place? Well, good morning to you, Bob. We're definitely planning on doing that. Yeah, it's a uh middle of July, uh, well, we don't have to worry about uh, cool, cool weather then, but I mean, we've, uh, so no, I definitely plan on going and uh, uh, talk, uh, taking a look at the operation over there, beautiful place, a real farm, so uh, yeah, but it's a lot of stuff that we got to do before then, though. So. Well, that is for sure, including getting caught up on the market report, how things been going so far this week over at Stratford. Well, we can do that, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Uh, summary for the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the cow market, conventional cows. Now these are, um, higher yielding Holstein cows are selling mostly from 75 to 85. Uh, most of the cows so far this week selling between 58 and 74. Thinner cows, plainer cows, uh, below 55. On the organic, uh, cows, better quality organic market cows, and we sell those on Tuesdays. And, uh, they are selling from 95 to $1.10. Lower yielding organic cows, 85 and below. On the bull trade, conventional market bulls are from 94 to a dollar 10 lighter weight bulls below 90 on the calf market so far this week better quality hosting bull calves from 75 uh 75 to 175 
Uh, fancy bull calves on Monday topped at 220. Heifer calves mostly from 30 to 80. And beef calves are 150 to 300. Uh, we topped so far this week at 370 on those. And we sell most of our fed cattle today, so we'll have an update on those prices tomorrow morning. And speaking about today, Wednesday, we started at Equity Stratford, 10 o'clock this morning, full marketing day here. Uh, market cows, fed cattle, as I mentioned, bulls, uh, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale today will be a new time start. So, uh, like I said, we'll be back here tomorrow morning, give an update on today's activity, and uh, like we uh, uh, keep repeating here, but a lot of farm work going on. I did not look and see how much rain we got, but uh, there was some kind of some nasty stuff that went through, um, well, the eastern part of Marathon County and northeastern part of the state got some pretty nasty weather yesterday, so hopefully there wasn't uh, isn't any damage that we heard of, but uh, there's some folks without power yesterday already, so... Yep, anyway, be careful. We'll to, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, folks, again, drive careful because folks are trying to get work done. We're trying to catch up. So uh, uh, heavier soils are going to be a challenge yet, but the lighter soils, they're out there and they're at it. So we got, and you're talking 90 degrees on what day? 93 tomorrow, buddy. So take the long underwear off, hang them on the line, and air them out for the first time since Labor Day. I'll see, and, and folks, you in the Eau Claire area, if you see a guy, a white-haired guy driving around in a convertible with a grass skirt, it'll be Bob Bolsold. You, know? <laughs> uh, you got that right. All right, Jerry, we'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Have a good day. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald with the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And wrapping up the markets, courtesy of Synergy Co-op. Markets a little higher yesterday. Slow planting, weather, all factored into the market. And then overnight, as we start this morning, we see July corn up four cents at seven seventy nine. The oats down three at five ninety six. July wheat up fifteen at eleven oh eight. July beans up three at fifteen ninety five. July soybean meal down two fifty a bush or two fifty a ton overnight, three hundred and ninety nine dollars even. And the country elevator prices Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at seven thirty with soybeans at sixteen forty six. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at 718 with soybeans at 1541. And on the DTN screen this morning at Golden Plump, corn is 745 a bushel today. At Baldwin and Mondovi, we're looking at corn at 710 a bushel, beans 1526. Durand corn is at 705 with the beans at 1526. At Elmwood, it's 710 on the corn, 1531 on the beans. Fall Creek, the corn is $7 a bushel, the beans at fifteen sixteen, And over at Osseo, seven twenty a bushel for the corn, fifteen thirty on the beans. Out at Elk Mound, corn is seven eighteen, beans fifteen forty three. Sparta, seven fourteen on the corn, fifteen forty on the soybeans. Ellsworth, seven dollars even for corn, fifteen oh four on soybeans. Ethanol plants, Boyceville corn, seven forty six, Stanley, seven thirty, New Richmond grain facility, seven twenty six. Barrel cheese down a cent and three quarters, two thirty four. Blocks down two and three quarters to two twenty six and a quarter. Butter down a half a cent, two sixty one a pound. May class three twenty four sixty six down eleven. June twenty three fifty one down twenty seven. July down fourteen at twenty three thirty seven. August down eleven at twenty three oh one. September down four at twenty two seventy seven. And a quick check of our weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. Don't forget schedule your five thousand mile maintenance visit after three thirty, and you receive five dollars off that visit. Schedule yours. At MarkWardMotors.com. 84, cloudy. Some showers later on tonight. 
We're looking for 65 right now and 84 the high today. Tomorrow the high will be about 93. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.